So I've been having people ask me about masks since the whole COVID thing and uh, the new uh, variants are out there and all this stuff. So I've had people calling and asking me about masks, friends, family, people watching the show. They want to know. So to me, uh, you know, masks are a nuisance. Um, They're uncomfortable. Uh, They prevent me from seeing the expressions on somebody's face. And if anything, it's damn irritating for me to look at people with a mask on when they're driving in their car all alone. Just, you know, makes me want to go over there and rip the thing off their face, if anything. Or even worse than that, you see family walking around in the store and they got their little kids two years old with the mask and the kids are pulling on the mask and and the mother's going over there, hold the mask on your face, you know. I mean, such fear, it drives me crazy. So there's a whole lot of information out there. Most of it is misinformation or purposefully misleading us. In order to be able to get the real truth, you really can't even go to Google. You can't go to YouTube. You've got to go off grid in order to find the facts of what's really happening. And that's what we did in this short little show for us today. So let's start off at the beginning. Do masks actually prevent the spread of COVID-19? Now, there's been dozens of studies trying to answer this particular question, and you see answers going in both directions. You say, yes, it does. You see, no, it doesn't. Most of the time, if you looked on Google and you pull up our mass effective, they're going to tell you yes and this, and this doctor says yes, and you'll see nothing about no's. Uh, But in all of the studies, what you'll always see is a few little words, and they say the same thing, that, well, the study was a, you know, small uh, sampling, or it was a small uh, number of people that were involved in the study. You'll always see that word small in there somewhere. That tells you something, okay? We're going to get to that. Um, Many people wore masks during the whole pandemic, and I almost can't blame them because, they believe what the government says. They believe, you know, even what President Trump, you know, kind of espoused, let's face it, you know, I think Fauci kind of took him off guard, at least for the first couple of months, until he realized, you know, what Fauci was all about. Um, But I, I wasn't fooled. And a lot of my friends were not fooled. And there was no way I was donning a mask to go anywhere or to walk into any store. And anybody who said that I had to, I told them, hit the road because I'm not doing it. I'm not going to come back to your restaurant again. There's some restaurants I will never go in again because they were forcing people to wear masks just to go from the door to your chair, and then you could take it off when you get to your seat. It's nonsense, total ridiculousness. So masks, for some, they made them feel like it helped, and for others, it made them feel like it didn't make any difference. But there was a very significant study done, according to uh, this one research group, Cochrane, C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E, C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E. So the Cochrane Review did a very in-depth study about wearing masks in the community. And their outcome was this. It probably makes little to no difference to the outcome of a laboratory-confirmed influenza SARS or COVID, no difference between wearing and not wearing masks. So that's one side of it. You can look at newspaper articles. We're going to flash a few up here uh, as we we go through this uh, short little um, expose today, exposing the truth. 
the most rigorous and comprehensive analysis of scientific studies conducted on the efficacy of masks for reducing respiratory illness that included COVID-19, it was published. Now, this is the best research that not just Americans, but that the world had available uh, about COVID. The guy's name was Thomas Jefferson. That's right, Tom Jefferson. He's from the Oxford uh, University. He's an epidemiologist, and he was the lead author about this entire research of masks. His quote is this. There is just no evidence that masks make any difference, period. And then he went to say, full stop. That was his words, full stop. But wait a minute, what about N95 masks? I mean, they must work, right? As opposed to the, you know, cheap China masks, you know, that people were buying and you're finding laying all over the streets and everywhere. His answer, makes no difference. None of it, said Jefferson. There's no evidence that many of these things made any difference whatsoever. So these observations don't just come from anywhere. Jefferson and 11 colleagues conducted the study for Cochrane, which is a British nonprofit that is widely considered the gold standard for its reviews of healthcare data. Now listen, this I'm talking about a worldwide renowned organization. And their conclusions were based on 78 random controlled trials, six of them during the COVID pandemic, involving a total of 610,872 participants in multiple countries. And they track what has been widely observed in the United States with mask mandates and without mask mandates. And their conclusions were mask mandates versus non-mask mandates. They fared no better against COVID with than without. So do you understand? There was no difference in those people who were running around wearing masks and calling all of us dangerous and, and calling us names because we didn't wear, wear masks. There was no difference. Watch this first clip as we get into this topic a little bit deeper. Here it is. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better and it might even block a, a droplet but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying uh, uh, inside uh, uh, there? Of course, and... of course. But when you think masks, you should think of healthcare providers needing them and people who are ill. <laughs> now, isn't that interesting? Um, this is the guy, Fauci. This is the guy who not too long after this recording that we just watched, you heard it with your ears, you saw it with your eyes, okay? It wasn't too long after that interview that he comes out and basically 180 degrees 
says masks are important. In fact, even double masking might be a good thing to do. I wonder if it could have anything to do with the largest mask manufacturer in the world, uh, 3M. Gee, I wonder, could he have any relationship to 3M and the manufacturers of the masks? Sure enough, that's right. He and his wife both invested in 3M. Where do you think it came from? Everything these government people do is about control and money. And listen, their connection to the National Institute of Health, which Fauci was running at the time, okay, their connections here have ties all around the world. So everything that is spoken is done so with purpose so that it can keep control over the masses. None of this was necessary if people really cared about people's health. Because if you care about someone's health, you would tell the truth. In other words, listen, we're not sure if masks help. I guess if you want to wear them, it couldn't hurt. Now that I could accept. Now that I could accept. And if people decided to wear a mask then, even if they're stupid enough to wear one in their car when nobody else in them, I would at least say, well, at least this person made a rational choice. But when we respond to fear, especially things that are being thrown at us that are non-factual but fear-based, then that's when I get a little upset. Now, this next clip tells clearly the story, and it's, well, let's watch it. Here it is. Okay, there have been two huge studies. Uh, one was the Danish study, and there was tremendous excitement around this study. We couldn't wait to see it published. We are going to find out how well these masks work. Suddenly, everyone starts passing on the publication. JAMA. Ah, I can see it's where this is going. It's finally published in the Annals of Internal Medicine, right? And it's published, and it's, it shows about a 15 to 20% efficacy of mask wearing, which was not zero, not zero, but not 80 and not 100%. It's 15 to 20%. Then there was a huge study that came out of Bangladesh that was highly criticized, but not a bad study. showed, again, 15 to 20% in that range, maybe a little less. And... That's it. That seems what masks do. People behave as though they're 100%. And wearing them outdoors makes zero sense. Like, like none. Zero. It's all about money, my friends. It's all about money and control. This, this is the way that the government thinks. It tells the story succinctly and clearly the truth about masks. Why didn't the government tell us these things factually, succinctly, clearly. See, they didn't want the truth to be known. They instead wanted their narrative to be told. So people like this, this clip we just watched, these people were considered outliers, crazy people, um, not, not, not to be listened to. Um, you know, we are the um, what's the word? Conspiratorialists. We're the ones that bring about the problems in this nation. Really, what we need is more of this kind of truth instead of what the media throws at us as a narrative. Now, this next clip is amazing. And I think we should send it to all our family, all our friends, everywhere around the world in hopes of opening some eyes. Watch this together. So let's talk about masks for one last time. Now, a mask cannot prevent an infection the same way you cannot hop in your car and fly to Hawaii. 
Masks were simply never designed to prevent infection. They are merely splash guards. Everyone in the medical community knew this, but for some reason when COVID came, they decided to exchange their knowledge and logic for propaganda. Now, after Dr. Fauci has flip-flopped multiple times on the mask issue, it took the CDC two years to finally admit that cloth masks do nothing. But the N95s, now that will provide the highest level of protection. That's also a lie. There's a recent study that was published, an international peer-reviewed randomized controlled trial, the gold standard, that shows there's no difference wearing a mask versus not wearing a mask when it comes to COVID in healthcare facilities. They also had shown in a 2019 study that face coverings have no effect on preventing the flu. Similarly, a Danish study of 6,000 showed there's no difference between a surgical mask and not wearing a mask. So listen, if you wanna wear a mask because it makes you feel better psychologically, I'm all for it. Everybody should have the choice. But just understand that you're really not having any effect on COVID. And please, please, please stop masking your kids. It's harmful to them. It is better to teach them to make decisions based on logic and not make decisions based on fear. It took the CDC two years to even give us a glimmer of truth. But yet they're still holding firm to the whole nonsense that N95 masks and face coverings um, will do something for you. But the truth is they have absolutely no effect. They have no effect whatsoever on the virus. All that happens is that you become psychologically compromised. And I think we need time for us to get out of the fear mode completely. Let's stop masking the kids because that's child abuse. And let's start looking at the facts so that our kids can say when they get older, um, I'm glad my parents, you know, didn't um, brainwash me with fear. This next generation, they're going to be growing up with all kinds of fears because their parents were acting like paranoid. It's time we be a good example to this next generation. Now, as far as wearing the masks uh, and the danger of wearing the masks too much, there is significant evidence out there. For instance, carbon dioxide, CO2 levels, okay? This short clip tells the story. Let's watch it, and then we'll talk. Here it is. This is a, this is a carbon dioxide detection meter. It detects the levels of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. The levels of a normal sort of average living space is 450 to 700 parts per million carbon dioxide. So what we're going to do is uh, put the meter inside the mask and check the levels. Okay, let's have a look. It's beeping, which means it's telling it it's at a dangerous level. And that's what the signal is saying inside my mask. So the level reads, there's 9,900 and something parts per million. And if I actually look at the, let's switch that off. If I actually look at the um, chart here, which tells you what's safe and what's not, and I'll just read it to you. The highest level the chart goes to is between 2,000 and 5,000 parts per million. The stagnant and the old and a muggy air. The phenomenon of headache, drowsiness with distraction, 
declination of, deten- of attention, tachycardia and slight nausea. Above 5,000 may cause serious anoxia or lead to perpetual cerebral injury, coma or even death. So actually by having the mask on, it looks like you're virtually just killing yourself. You've got more chance of dying with a mask on than actually outside breathing fresh air and negating that your, your own body will be able to negate the so-called COVID virus. So let's ditch that and now I can breathe. Now what you just saw is proof that carbon dioxide levels were off the chart. If you try to Google this whole concept of seeing how your oxygen levels are, you're going to see pages upon pages upon pages in Google, going as far as 10, 12, 15 pages in Google. Uh, they, they debunk this consistently all the time. You'll see it on YouTube. You, you, you'll see it. But the problem is they're not talking about the same things. See, they're showing you oxygen levels and showing you that your oxygen levels remain about the same. But that's not what we're talking about. What you just saw here was a test of carbon dioxide levels. The increase in carbon dioxide can still be off the charts while your oxygen saturation could still be normal or even high. One has nothing to do with the other. Let me explain it this way. One is testing the oxygen level in your blood and the other is testing the carbon dioxide in the air inside the mask. Google this, if you will. Please, Google this. I'm going to have this up on the screen for you. Can you have high oxygen saturation and still die from carbon dioxide poisoning? Google it. Just Google that. And what you're going to find is, yes. The answer is a resounding yes. You could still die from carbon dioxide poisoning while you have high oxygen levels. You see, the two things are completely different. Your CO2 level may be too high even if your oxygen level is normal. In many cases, a higher CO2 level leads to mild symptoms like headache and fatigue. When the mechanisms designed to protect this balance in your body no longer work properly, you get more severe symptoms like difficulty breathing, respiratory failure, seizure, even coma can occur. Can someone die of asphyxiation while still having high oxygen saturation? Yes. Do you hear me? Yes. Think about it this way. In your house, okay, some of you have oxygen, um, I'm sorry, CO2 sensors. You have CO2 sensors, like in your basement. If you have a gas furnace, okay, you have a CO2 sensor. Why? Your oxygen level can be just fine. Your oxygen saturation level in your blood can be 95, 98%. You can have no problem breathing whatsoever, but you can go to sleep and never wake up in your house. How? How's that possible? Because CO2 levels can increase to such a point where they can kill you even though your oxygen saturation is normal or high. One has nothing to do with the other, but the average person doesn't have enough common sense to research this and get to the truth. So folks, this is only one possibility now. Important scientific studies have been conducted into the consequences 
of wearing face masks and the risks that it holds for your health and your loved ones, including your kids. This doctor, here's his picture on the screen, Dr. Russell Blaylock, medical doctor. He explains some of these hazards. Let me tell you about Dr. Blaylock. He's nationally recognized, board certified, neurosurgeon, health practitioner, author, and lecturer. He's completed his internship and neurological residency at the Medical University of South Carolina, practiced for 26 years neurosurgery, in addition to having a nutritional practice. So this is a guy who knows his stuff. He knows what he's doing, and he's a doctor. So we could trust what he has to say. He recently retired from neurological duties, and he's devoted his full attention right now to nutritional research. He's authored four books. I mean, this guy is smart. He's got things together. This following information I'm giving to you is from his research about wearing face masks, including N95 face masks. They can lead to many documented problems. Here we start off. Face masks can cause headaches. In a study of health professionals working in high-risk areas in Singapore, they were mandated to wear PPE, personal protective equipment, including N95 masks when caring for patients. Most health professionals developed a headache or experienced exacerbating of their pre-existing headache symptoms from wearing a face mask. That's just one. Let's go to the next one. Face masks can cause a loss of consciousness. Boy, did they try to beat this one down. If you go to Google, forget it. You're never going to find the answer to this question. But here it is. Hypoxia, often associated with staying at high altitudes. Uh, they call it the altitude sickness. It's known uh, for its um, proven consequences. Some of them are mild and some of them are very severe. It could be a mild headache, nausea, vomiting, dizziness, and shortness of breath. These are things that people have complained about from having to wear a mask for 8, 10, or 12 hours in a shift. Number three, uh, respiratory problems due to increased airway resistance. A group study done at the National University University Hospital of Singapore compared the effects of wearing a surgical face mask for a long time. And their conclusion was this. There is an increase in nasal resistance after three hours of wearing a surgical face mask. Nasal resistance was not restored even after removing the face mask for an hour and a half. So nasal resistance, okay, this is real. These are not things that are made up. This is real, and this is what some people have complained about from wearing a mask. Here's another one. Face masks cause arterial sclerosis, increased risk of heart attacks and strokes. Oh, yeah. You're not going to hear about this in the American mainstream news, but yet it's true. Chronic uh, periodic hypoxia causes arterial sclerosis or arterial disease. Artery disease of the vessel of the wall subsequently thickens and the arteries slowly begin to narrow and the flow is hindered. The tissue downstream therefore receives less oxygenated blood. My friends, that's what causes a heart attack. You see, they don't want this information to get out into the general public because they were using this information to bring fear 
and to cause more people to have more problems. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what they're up to. Number five, deterioration of lung function and reduced immunity. There was another study done among surgeons to evaluate whether or not the surgeon's oxygen saturation of hemoglobin was affected by the surgical mask during surgeries. And what they found was that the mask significantly reduced oxygen levels in the blood, period, end of story. Now, let me tell you something, folks. I've given you, at the end of this show, you're going to have a scroll, and the screen is going to stop, and it's going to have a list of all of the references where you could find these things on the web. You can get all this information. It's documented. It's medical information, and it's all available to you. I'm not just spewing stuff here. I'm giving you things that you can use as ammunition when talking to your family, your friends, or anybody about this whole mask issue. Um, number six, face masks enhance the development of tumors. This is something I never even thought of. This is especially dangerous for people with cancer, especially metastasis. Hypoxia appears to enhance inflammation and increase invasion of migration of GBM stem cells. And GBM is a specific malignant subpopulation of tumor cells. And they quickly outgrow their blood supply, leading to inadequate blood flow into the tumor and frequent necrosis, which is the final stages of cell death. Hypoxia with the primary tumor is one of the casual factors associated with the development of metastasis. You know why cancer increased during and after COVID? Here you go. People wore masks. Number seven, amplification of the viral infection leads to damage to the central nervous system. When a person is infected with the um, respiratory virus like COVID, part of the virus is expelled with each breath. In other words, we're letting it out. If you wear a mask, especially an N95 mask or other form-fitting masks, like some of the ones that people were selling, you know, that you know looked pretty or black or whatever color they come up with, they're form-fitting or covered their whole face like that. Okay, the virus instead of being exhaled and released from the body, is being held inside the mask and they're constantly re-inhaling it so the concentration of the virus in the lungs and nasal passages increase. And we know from that and from this study that people with the worst reactions to the coronavirus receive the highest concentrations of the virus early on. Wearing a mask is dangerous. Number eight. Increased concentration of the virus in the lungs and nasal passages led to brain damage, circulatory dysfunction, and <clears throat> dysregula dysregulation of lung, kidney, and heart function. A lot of people died from what? Dysfunction in the lungs and in the kidneys and in the hearts, myocarditis. People died from things and they didn't put two and two together? Of course they did. They knew about this. They're keeping it from us. Wearing a mask protects the exhaled virus from escaping. And instead, it ends up concentrating in the nasal passages and in the nerves and eventually finds its way to the brain. My friends, there is sufficient evidence that wearing a face mask of any kind can have a serious impact on your health, on your children's health. Why would we want to push this? Knowing that the virus is harmless to 
97.8% of the population. That's the chance of survival. 98.7% you're going to survive. And most of the population survived well. Even those who got sick and had some kind of symptoms for a day, a week, some even longer, they survived and they did well. It's when they took the vaccine, it made it worse. Or when they consistently wore masks, that's what made it worse. So I don't know whether you want to expose your loved ones and your family and your friends to wearing masks. Me, as far as me and my family goes, there will be no masks. There will be no masks in my family. There will be no masks in my house. If members of my family feel like they need to wear a mask, they could do it at their house, in their home. Don't come and visit me because I don't want it near me. I don't want the dirty, filthy mask being taken off and laid on the counter and all of their disgusting, you know, virus crap being laid around my house. No, get rid of it at your house. I don't want to have anything to do with the masks. So before you and your loved one don a mask, we advise you, Look at the research. I'm going to give you this information. It's going to be on the screen in just a moment. You're going to have all of the documentation for everything that I stated here in today's show. This is Mike Kahlo for Exposed, the Kalo podcast. I hope you like us. If you do, hit subscribe. Maybe write us a review. Love to hear from you. Mike at the Kalopodcast.com. Mike at the Kalopodcast.com. Thanks again for listening. God bless you. And God bless this great country of America.